Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning beauty editor. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is a weekly lifestyle podcast designed to educate, empower, and engage. Episodes touch on various topics of our lives, including health and fitness, love and marriage, entrepreneurship, parenting, self-love, and much more. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted and inspired after you listen to each episode. So welcome to episode 24. If you missed the previous episode, episode 23, then you really need to go back and get your blessing, okay? Because I had an amazing guest. She's a communication expert. Her name is Shahara, and we talked about how to get unstuck. And granted, we were talking about how to get unstuck for the new year. That episode is the type of episode that you will benefit from at any given point in time. So go and check it out. ASAP, okay? So for this episode, episode 24, I am going to have an amazing guest today, another guest. We are in for a wonderful, wonderful surprise. Her name is Janelle Stevens. She is the founder and CEO of Camille Rose Naturals. And if you are in the natural hair community, then she needs no introduction because she clearly is a pioneer. However, if you're not familiar with Janelle Stevens, she is a mother of five. She's a mompreneur like myself, and she's the founder and CEO of Camille Rose Naturals, which is a beauty product line that includes products for your hair and your skin. So before I get into the main topic and I bring Janelle on, I just want to let you guys know what's going on. What's going on? So I want to apologize right up front because in the last podcast episode, I told you guys that I was going to come back with one more episode and take a break. However, I never came back. (laughs) So my two-week break turned into a three-week break. And I want to apologize. The week that I was supposed to record that final episode before my break was Thanksgiving week. And things just got really out of hand. I just got too busy. And I was never able to catch up like I wanted to. And then I realized, hey, I'm going to be off of my break soon. So it's not like I'm going forever. I'm not taking a long hiatus. I'm not going to be away for a while. I'm not going to be away for more than you know, three weeks. So I'll just come back and I'll just apologize. So I'm apologizing to you all right now. I'm so sorry. I really would wanted to come back with another episode, but it's okay because I've got a really good one for you this week. So let me tell you a little bit about what's going on. So my Thanksgiving was really, really good. How was yours? I had a really good time. My family and I, we went to Brooklyn where my husband's family is, and we had a wonderful time there with food and games. It's always great fun to spend Thanksgiving with my in-laws because they're very warm and welcoming and Trinidadians know how to have a good time. (laughs) So the Saturday after Thanksgiving, my husband and I hosted our own Friendsgiving party here at our home in Long Island. So we had maybe 14 to 15 guests, including my sister, my brother, my niece, my good friends, some of my husband's co-workers, my sister and my brother, 
brought their partners and my niece brought her friend. So we had a really good turnout. There was a couple kids here. So Joelle and Elle had people to play with and we had good food. My husband and I catered. So I went to a Spanish restaurant to get some food and my husband went to the vegan restaurant to get some food. And the vegan food was actually a hit because a lot of people are often under the impression that if you're eating vegan food, it's going to be gross, right? Or at least if not gross, they think that it's only going to be like vegetable. What are you going to eat? Just lettuce and carrots, right? And tomatoes. That's what they think vegan people eat. So it was really good to expose all of our friends and family to this delicious vegan food. And as far as the vegan food, if you live in New York, there's a restaurant in Queens called Veggie Castle. Hit up Veggie Castle. It's buffet vegan food. Buffet. The fact that you can get vegan food laid out in a buffet lets you know that they know what they're doing. It's not like you get one vegan option and then the rest is meat and it's rice and that's it. No. It's vegan buffet. They have several different vegan proteins. We ordered the vegan chicken, ginger chicken, and it's so good. It's so delicious. And we also ordered the vegan salmon. Now, most people here who were not vegan enjoyed the vegan ginger chicken because it's very flavorful and the texture is not too far off from meat in a way. However, the vegan fish was a little bit different for people who were not vegan to really get into because the texture is clearly different than fish. However, it was both really delicious and everyone enjoyed themselves. We played this game called Cards Against Humanity. And have y'all ever played that game? Yo, this game, O-M-G. Like, that's all I could say. If you've never played Cards Against Humanity... It is very fun. And apparently there's lots of different ways to play it. So the way we played it may not be, if you are familiar with the game, how you've played it. But the way we played it was the first person who was selected as the czar was chosen based on who took a poop most recently. That was what the game said. So we basically had to ask everybody, when did you last take a poop? Whoever was the most recent, they were the czar. So from there, everyone is given 10 white cards and the czar has a black card. The czar will read the black card and it's usually an open-ended phrase for the most part. Sometimes it's not, but it is usually an open-ended phrase. And then everyone has their white cards and they basically have to choose which of their white cards they feel most appropriately represents what's being asked or completes the sentence, completes the phrase. The thing is, is that The responses can sometimes be explicit. They can sometimes or often they're offensive. And sometimes it's just funny because you never know what someone's going to put. Right. So, oh, Janelle's calling me. Let me record this segment and then I'll come back and finish. Okay, I just finished my segment with Janelle, so I'm back, okay? So I was talking about Cards Against Humanity, right? Yeah, I was just basically saying the game is real rude. It's real rude. It can be real crazy. And for the most part, it's a fun game, especially if you're playing with a bunch of good people. I can imagine that if I was playing that game with maybe like two other people, it might not have been as fun, but there were so many of us so that it was like a lot of answers being given to each question. What we did to make it run a little bit smoother is we basically let everyone around in a circle become the czar once and then the game was over. We didn't go another round. We also played this game that my husband's cousin 
found out about at Afrotech, which is a technology conference that happened in San Francisco. It's put on by Blavity for Black technology and content creators and you know, I guess whoever, entrepreneurs and whatnot. But basically while he was there, he learned about this game called Blebrity, which is like black celebrity merged. It's kind of like that game. I think it's called Head Up. I don't know exactly the name of the game, but basically if you might've heard of it, I'll describe it. You put your iPad or your mobile device on your head and then everyone can see what your phone says. And then they basically shout clues at you so you can try to figure it out. And then you tilt your phone or your iPad when you want to go on to the next one. So there's a game that has that same concept and Blebrity is the same, except the categories are based on pop culture, sports, music, dances. Um, I think it was TV shows and it's all pretty much black people. So if you're doing the TV shows category, it's going to basically be black shows. If you're doing the sports category, it'll be black sports players, you know, and so on. So that game was actually really fun. The only thing is, is you can tell the game is in its first initial phase. So there are some kinks to it. For example, some of the rounds are really, really quickly, like, you know, a 30 second round or like only like three questions, that kind of thing. Whereas some of the other rounds have a lot more and the questions, there's not enough questions. So if you have a large group and you play the round again, you're getting some of the same clues. So for example, let's say the TV show was The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The next time you play that same category for TV shows, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the same exact clue comes up. So if you played it just, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes ago, you all you have to do is just give the same clue that the person remembered the last time. Like they don't give you another clue or or it's not like different answers. So you could tell it's in its first stage of it. And then they have like add-ons on the bottom that you can buy for a dollar, but we didn't. We just went with the free version and we did enjoy ourselves nonetheless. So what else is going on? Oh, my son is gonna be six years old. By the time you hear this episode, which my episodes go up on Wednesday, which this episode will go up on Wednesday, the 20th of December. So by the time you hear this episode, my son will already actually be six. However, my son at the moment is going to be six years old and he's celebrating his sixth birthday on December 17th. And I'm so excited. He's growing up to be a really big boy. My son and I are in this place where I want him to be a responsible, independent six-year-old child. And he still wants to be like a dependent, irresponsible, like three-year-old child. So we constantly are like battling between these are things you can do for yourself, you just don't want to, and him feeling like he can't do anything, you know? We have a lot of different strategies in place to motivate him to be independent, and there are a lot of things that he does on his own already, even though he's always resistant. So for example, in the morning, my son gets himself ready. He puts on his own underclothes, his clothes, tops and bottoms. He puts on his socks, his shoes. He makes his own bed. He grabs his backpack so he could put his lunch in there. He makes sure all of his things are packed. And then, of course, he gets himself his outerwear on so we can get out the door. Additionally, every night my son is now, because he's almost six, he takes his own bath. So I've taught him how to 
start his bath water, how to check his bath water. And then when he feels like the bath water is at a good temperature, not too hot, not too cold, how he then gets into the shower, soaps up his rag. I started teaching him how to soap up his towel a while ago in preparation for this, because obviously starting the bath water and things like that, you need to be supervised to do. So now that he's almost six and I feel confident that he can do it, I supervise from afar. So, you know, he's taking his own bath now. He's getting in the bathtub, he's bathing his skin and then lotioning his skin, all of these things we started teaching him little by little by little by little over the last three years so he could start doing these things on his own. And now that he's about to be six years old, I'm like, now you're going to just get, get ready all by yourself. Like you could do this. So it's really fun to see him become more independent. And of course, as a mom, I enjoy watching my children be independent. I enjoy the freedom of my children being independent. I can say, all right, Joel, go take a bath. And that doesn't have to include me every single step of the way. Of course, if you need support or guidance, I can come and help them. But before it required me to be there involved in the process, doing the process, and I slowly was able to step away from the process. And now I don't need to be there at all. So that's what's been going on. I will talk a little bit more about some other things that have been going on as far as business in my Boss Mom Move segment. Okay, so let's get into the interview that I just recorded with Janelle Stevens of Camille Rose Naturals. Okay, loves. So I promised that I was going to give you a very, very, very good treat today. And today I am so excited, so excited to have Janelle Stevens, the founder and CEO of Camille Rose Naturals. Yay! Yay. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Janelle. And I love your name, by the way. Oh, yes. Your name is really, really beautiful, too. There's something about that name, Janelle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I remember one of the first times that we were introduced was last year, if I'm not mistaken. And obviously, as someone who has been in the natural hair community, writing about natural hair, making YouTube videos about natural hair, I was very, very familiar with your products and your brand, of course. And as someone who was in the natural hair community, a lot of women have raved about a variety of your products. And I was using them on myself. I was using them on my daughter. So it has been a really great experience with Camille Rose. And I just want to talk a little bit about your past and your history. I think it's a very empowering and motivating story. So ladies... Janelle is a mompreneur and she has not one, not two kids, not three kids, not four kids, <laughs> but five children. How how are you able to do this all with five children? Well, to be honest with you, Camille Rose was started because of my kids. Oh. Um, so they are the inspiration behind my hair and body care company. When my kids were little, they suffered from severe dry skin. And I brought them to uh, any doctor I could find to try to help with that. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that all the doctors said to me, even though they couldn't really help me through medicines because nothing that I tried helped, the one thing they told me was to make sure you're label reading what ingredients you're putting on them. Okay. Uh, label reading each uh, 
product that you're using and also watch what they're eating. Mm -hmm. And I started to do that. And of course, nothing that was on the shelves that I could find helped us. Okay. So, you know how moms are. Mm -hmm. We got to help our babies. So I took it upon myself to make my own concoctions. Wow. Yep, that's exactly what I did. And of course, being mindful of their diets by cutting out, you know, a lot of sugars and bad foods. But yeah, so Camille Rose uh, was founded and definitely inspired because of my five. Wow, that is so sweet. And I think it's really amazing to hear that your passion for what you're doing is stemmed from your children because I know firsthand that whenever you have a really strong foundation of inspiration, it makes what you're doing, it makes you unstoppable at what you're doing. You're like, my babies are not feeling good. Their skin is not right. I am going to figure this out. <laughs> and that Absolutely. will that will push you. <laughs> it's so funny because I can remember taking my formulas to a compounding pharmacist mm-hmm. with, on scratch uh, pieces of paper and telling them, can you pick this for me? Can you make this? I was nursing at the time, of course, and nursing can be painful. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, can you make this nursing cream for me? It's just amazing to, you know, look back on how I started and where I was to where the brand is now. Our products was so well received by consumers. It's just amazing. I'm so excited about it and I'm excited about our growth. Yeah. So in 2010, when you birthed Camille Rose, you had how many children at that time? I had five. You had five. 2010, yes. But 2010 was my research year. Okay. And of course, I was making uh, things in my kitchen for like family and friends. And then I was, I said, oh, let me throw up this website, you know, to see, you know, what this is about. Mm. And 2011 is when I sold my first product. And soon after that, I launched in just a small amount of stores and, and Target. And so we've been growing, of course, ever since. I think that the products were so well received was because of the fact that I made these products for me and my family. So, of course, I'm going to give us the best and use the best on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people recognize the difference in the feel uh, of our products as opposed to, you know, other products that were already on the market. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of people appreciate that, especially when you're making products for a group of people, not exclusively black women. However, black women definitely gravitated towards your product and felt like it was the type of product that cared for them. You know, you're using you're using gourmet ingredients that are going to give us the best on our skin the best on our hair. And we can recognize that from a company that may be using the products that are not the best for us or are not the healthiest for us. Absolutely. And I remember when I started making my formulas, I got the gourmet foodie idea from I always thought if we can put it on our body, we should be able to put it in. So Mm -hmm. key ingredients that are in my products are um, ingredients that we actually eat, you know, or drink. Yeah. So I made sure I, um, you know, kept that in. 
Oh, that's that's really wise. If you can eat it, then and you can put it on your skin. You should be able to eat it is a really good method right. of like deciding what's good and what's not or what's healthy, what's Absolutely. not. Yeah. So I want to go back now, to. Product, let me say that our products are not edible. I'm not. No. That. <laughs> Don't eat them now. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, please. We gotta we gotta put that disclaimer out there, okay? Do not eat them, okay? <laughs> just in case, just in case. So Janelle, I want to go back to the fact that you created this brand with five children. And one of the key things that I often speak to the women who I am mentoring and letting them know that you can definitely start your own business, especially in a climate where the internet and social media allows you to get in front of so many more people than you could have ever done before without paying for advertisement, newspapers, you know, magazines, okay. TV, whatnot. How in the world were you able to create a product line in your home, in your kitchen with five children running around? Like, what did your day look like? What advice can you give someone who's like, I have one, I have two, or I have five. How do I actually yeah. do it? Well, I have to honestly say, even before Camille Rose, with five kids and the type of mom and person that I am, I have to be hands-on, and I have to have my thumb actually on top of my kids' lives. Mm -hmm. I was always busy. So, structuring my day, and to this day, I still say this prayer to God and ask Him, order my stuff. My mom told me that a long time ago. You have to ask God to order your steps mm. so that I can achieve what I want to achieve, so that I can keep my sanity. And, you know, my friends always w would joke and, and say that, you know, if God's going to give somebody five kids, it would be you. You're so calm. <laughs> and you know what, you know, I think I'm so calm and kind of laid back. I'm not the kind of mom where oh my God, these kids are driving me. I'm not that person. Okay. I'm not that mom because I enjoy it. Mm. I enjoy being a mom. Mm -hmm. I enjoy what I do for a living. It's work. It's a lot of work, but it's fun work. Mm -hmm. And it's God-given. And I know God put me on this path. I mean, I have a master's in science. So awesome. I'm a therapist. Yeah. That's what I was doing initially. Let me say this too. Camille Rose is not my first business. I had a successful home health agency in Louisiana, mm. and I had 55 employees under my belt in Louisiana. I then launched a second location in Atlanta, because that's where my husband was from, and I had 35 employees there. Wow. So, yeah. So, I have always been that driven type of person, you know? And I don't know. I've just been blessed, I guess, to... You know, take things as they come and plan my life and plan my day. And it just goes pretty smoothly. I am not the type of person where I'm saying, okay, I'll get to it later. Or it. this is what I want to do and do not act upon it. I'm not that at all. Mm. So it's a blessing. So you get an idea and you act on it right away. If I'm passionate about it, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think action is really important. And in my last podcast episode, I talked about momentum and how you have to find something that gives you the momentum to keep going and not just sit mm -hmm. down on your on your issues and complain and whine about what's happening, but moving forward. So was your goal to get into Target? Because that's like, that's like the epitome of like success to a lot of people. Was that your plan? That wasn't my goal. My goal was to make 
just beautiful products and offer it to everyone. When I first got into Target, I was pinching myself. So mm. my goal was to continue to build my website and, of course, our social pages and just grow at a slower pace. But when the products were so well received, which I understood why, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not putting out a water down or a crappy product. I'm not doing. It. I didn't make that for us, and so I understand why. You know, we got so many consumers wanted to use our product. Um, and when I decided to go with Target to be able to put me into a larger, you know, platform and larger audience. So people can, you know, get to experience the brand and know the story behind Camille Rose Naturals, which to me, Janelle, I think that separates us from, you know, other products that are offered now Mm -hmm. because I didn't set out to make just a hair care company. Okay. You know, my mission was to make a great product for myself, my family, and my children. When I started making my products, this was at the same time, I decided to go vegan. Okay. You know, like, yeah, like, I'm not just going to stop at using natural products on my hair, my body. I want my whole, the insides to be natural as well. I want my whole lifestyle to be natural because that's what's most important, right? Yeah. Our bodies and our health. So I want that to be natural and I want to be healthy um, all all the way around. Yes, Um, absolutely. (laughs) I think that's beautiful. My family and I, we've been vegan for almost two years now. And it's definitely been a big change in how healthy we are. We hardly ever get sick. We always have really good energy. We're Our skin is amazing. It's clear. Our eyes are clear. And we feel so good. Are your children also vegan or do they? My children are not. My, initially, my children were vegan. Okay. And everything that I was doing at the time, raising vegan kids, and you know this yourself, that's a full-time job. <laughs> yes. And you have to meal plan. And so what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to do organic. Okay. For them, everything organic. And uh, so that's what we do and that's what we've been living by. Because it's not so much the meat, it's what they're doing to the meat. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nowadays that we just have to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just make sure everything is organic in my house for my kids. And we for them, they pretty much stick to like a turkey or organic chicken. Rarely I give them. Uh, beef definitely no pork and I can't really do seafood with them because my twins have a seafood allergy so we just kind of keep that out of our house oh that's good that's definitely good so I know this that you said your goal wasn't to start only a hair care line and that you also wanted to make really good products so Mm -hmm. I know that you have something special coming up can you share with my listeners what that is Yep, I am so excited to now enter into the body care category. Yay! In retail stores. Yes, I, that's huge for me. So we are launching a few body products in Target. Our facial soaps dropped on our website. That will be at Select Target. Okay. Yep, and we are going into home products as well. Not in Target, but on our website. I okay. Did a, um, right now on my website, it's called our Makona Manye, okay. which is an almond. 
So I have an all-purpose cleaner for the home that is made with organic almond oil. And it has a few other great ingredients in it. That's an all-purpose cleaner. And I just paired it with a scented candle, which is the same scent as the cleaner. So that's just the teaser. But in 2018, we'll be launching more products in our home collection. That's amazing. Yep. I'm so excited about that. That is so amazing. That is really, really beautiful. I think that that's awesome because it sounds like you're investing in this natural, organic, holistic lifestyle and teaching people. It can be something you can incorporate in your hair. It's something you can incorporate in your skin. You can use it in your household. You can use it, you know, obviously in your diet. But I think that that's really beautiful to show that this is a well-rounded collection this is a well-rounded brand brand. yes a lifestyle brand definitely and that's how you know that's what the brand is about we're total wellness so i am we're getting around to letting our you know our followers and consumers and new people that are just finding out about camille rose like you know we have more we reach beyond hair is super excited for 2018. Oh, and let me mention this to our superfoods vitamin. Yeah. That, um, yep, we're excited about that. That's launching in Target as well. Okay. And we target growthier hair, healthier skin. We mixed our formula with a, a, a few herbs that helps with overall energy and natural proteins in the body. So we're excited about that. So this is like a, it's like a daily multivitamin? It's more than a multivitamin. We are, we've paired ingredients with the target hair growth. Okay. Healthy hair, healthy skin with ingredients, our herbs that give you overall energy. Okay. That sounds really good. And what I'm really getting from everything that you're saying is that clearly you can have the foundation of what you do be based on something very specific. You know how your children's skincare needs is what made you say, I'm going to start something. I'm going to make something. This was almost eight years ago. And I'm going to start by trying to treat my children's ailments on their skin. And then Eight years later, you're able to seize so many different markets by saying, you know, we're going to create healthy products for everyone, for everyone's needs. And like you said, make this a lifestyle brand. And I think for the women who are listening today is while you may have a very small idea right now, and it may be because you're trying to take care of a certain need, I think that's how pretty much all businesses are grown is they're trying mm-hmm. to make something easier for someone or to take care of a market that's not being taken care of that you still can push forward and do even more than just what you initially set out to be or what you thought you were doing can impact people in such a big way. Definitely, definitely. So if you have that passion, if you have that drive, you can do it, you can achieve it. Um, and that's what it's all about. And let me say that it is okay to grow organically and it is okay to take your time and grow. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did for my brand. I didn't rush into every retail store that's on the earth. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I didn't do it for a reason. So that's okay. And look at where I am now. Um, so don't let people convince you, oh, you need to do this and do that. And let's, you know, if that's not your passion, if, if that's not your goal and desire for your company at the moment, please trust and believe 
grow at your own pace and follow your path and follow your own heart. And success is going to come. Absolutely. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. And I guess just a personal thing, because my daughter, Elle, we love the Camille Rose Naturals Mandarin collection for kids. (laughs) So do you see yourself adding any additional products to that? I know right now that there's three. There's the leave in, there's the put in, and then there's the um, the orange. Is it is I forget what it's called. The bomb. Brown butter. melt. Yeah, the brown butter melt. Which is amazing, by the way. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me say the product can be used for adults as well so Mm -hmm. um, definitely check that out but we are looking to grow that collection so stay tuned for that looking forward to it I'll be watching I'll be watching (laughs) (laughs) oh we'll have baby Ellie on board (laughs) awesome adorable Um. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm definitely looking forward to see what you add to the children's collection. And I know you shared that the facial bars are going to be available on your website. You talked about the body collection that's going to be in select targets as well as the herbal supplements. Those all sound amazing. Is there anything else that we should be looking out for? Yep. So our facial bars is called the Garden Collection. It's the turmeric facial bars, the rice bread bar for even skin tone, and it's the Temenu. And they're all going to be launching at select Target stores. And everyone knows and loves my leave-in collection. That is the herbal tea, the honey, and the latte. And these are all three leave-ins that can be used. And I'm so excited to let you guys know that they will now be available at select targets as well. Oh, that sounds great. Yep. That sounds really awesome. Sounds so great. So excited about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Janelle, I am so happy that we got to talk today. I think that for a lot of women who are listening today, the idea of being able to start something in your kitchen isn't as difficult to conceive as it used to be, but to have a present day example of someone who in just eight years has done amazing things is going to be so inspiring. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for your words of inspiration. Thank you for having me. Anytime, I would love to come back. Thank you. Oh, yes. We'll make sure it happens. (laughs) I was just going to tell your listeners to make sure they sign up for our VIP news letters okay follow me janelle j-a-n-e-l-l underscore stevens s-t-e-p-h-e-n-s on instagram and of course follow at camille rose naturals on instagram as well for updates awesome i'm following i love their page you all do a really good job of making your page beautiful and engaging so keep it Yes. And we can find your products at select targets, as you said. And is everything going to also be at CamilleRoseNaturals.com or only some things? No, everything lives on our website. Okay. That's our home base. Got it. So if you can't find it at Target, y'all, and you're like, Janelle, I went looking for it. I can't find (laughs) it. Just go on CamilleRoseNaturals.com. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Janelle. You're welcome. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. So now it's time for my Boss Mom Move segment. This is my segment where I share something that I've done in my business that is moving me forward. So in my last episode, and I believe the episode before that, I let you all know that I was starting webinars and I was hosting free webinars, or maybe it was just the last one. It wasn't the one before that. But the week of Thanksgiving, I launched my first webinar of three 
free using social media for business webinars. Now, I've been doing one-on-one consultations that I call brainstorming sessions for a few years now, and I really enjoy what I'm able to do for that person when we're doing our brainstorming sessions. And I had this idea to create a bigger experience where more people could tune in and they could come and get some helpful information. And the first webinar, I discussed why you should absolutely have a separate business social media from your personal social media. Then the following week, I held my second free webinar, which was how to best manage your business and personal social media pages. And then the third free webinar, which was the beginning of this month, was called how to create content every day. So I held these webinars on a weekly basis. And in this Boss Mom Move segment, you know that my goal is to express to you how what I did supports my business. It's not just like telling you this is what I did. I'm trying to give you insight on how this decision, this boss mom move helps me in my business. So in doing the webinars, one goal that I had was to have some practice with doing webinars because I mentioned many, many months ago that I want to bring forth a webinar class of some kind where I will work with business owners to do something. I wasn't exactly sure when I first put it out there what I was going to talk about, but now I have more of an idea of what I probably will talk about. But essentially, I was going to do some webinars and I felt like it would be wise of me to get some practice in actually doing webinars before just coming out of the gate and you know, creating a webinar series or class that people would tune into and I didn't really have the experience of doing them. So it was important for me to actually get the experience. And granted, you know, talking is not a problem of mine. I obviously I'm talking on this podcast. If you're familiar with my other bodies of work, then you know I've been talking on YouTube for years and I'm an expert speaker. So I go to events and I I'm talking to people, whether it be on a panel or hosting a workshop or hosting an event. I have so many experiences with speaking and public speaking that that's not a problem of mine. The thing is, is that a webinar is a different platform, unlike YouTube, where I'm making my video, I'm editing my video, and then I produce the best version of what I recorded. The webinar is live. So In the event that, well, webinars don't have to be live, but when I do my course, it will be recorded live. So the webinar is live and in that requires you to make sure that your vocal pauses are not, you know, too much. So I can't have a lot of the ums and whatever other things people say. Sometimes it's just the you knows or you know what I'm saying or whatever. I don't think you know what I'm saying, but you do know what I mean. (laughs) So what I basically wanted to do was just give myself a first go. I wanted to try it out. And I felt like if I did that, I would be much better at creating my webinar course when it's time to actually do it. I will have enough practice under my belt to be successful at my presentation. 
So that was one goal. And I want to advise you to do something similar. Whatever it is you want to do, give yourself some practice. Practice with the people around you. Of course, I could have done that. Practice with more people if you have a wider audience that you could tap into. And depending on what it is, practice might just be doing it a few times. I don't know what it might be for you, but just think about how you can practice. Now, the second thing that I wanted to do or achieve by having my webinars is I wanted to create a list of people who would be interested in business topics. Because my email list that I've grown was primarily people who were just interested in whatever Janelle is doing, not necessarily the type of people who would be interested in business topics. I wanted to make sure that I was able to grow a certain number of people that would be interested in business topics. Because if if I have, let's say, for example, a thousand people on my email list and those thousand people are not interested in business topics or business webinars or entrepreneurship or anything that I, you know, might be presenting in that theme, then those 1,000 people are not a good 1,000 people for the next business venture that I'm taking. So it was important to me that if I'm going to do these business webinars, that I've actually built up a following of people that want that because I know they're out there, but maybe they're not on my email list. And how else am I going to give them the information um, than on my email list? Because trying to put up a flyer or a graphic on social media is hit or miss. The algorithm on Facebook, the algorithm on Instagram doesn't allow my followers or my subscribers to see what I've produced in a timely fashion. So I would always miss so many people because they're not seeing what I'm putting out there. So what would be easier is to put these people on an email list and then I can email them when it's time. So that's what I needed to do. So I started to promote the webinars and let people know that, first of all, they're exclusive, they're invite only. I'm not putting all the details of this webinar like on all of my social media. So if you really want to know about it and you're really interested, sign up for my email list and then you'll get the information. So I was able to grow my email list and get it bigger, but not only just get it bigger because that's not the only goal. It's to get it filled with people who are the right type of people that would be possibly interested in a webinar or a business webinar class in the future. It's so much better to market something to people that really want it than to send out emails to a thousand people on, you know, as an example, on an email list that don't care for what you're talking about. So that was my thing. I wanted to get the people that wanted it. So those were the two main reasons why I did the free webinar. Let me say this. Number three might also be I wanted my audience to know that I wasn't coming out the gate with like trying to sell to them because that's never been my motto. That's never been how I work or operate. I've never been the person who just says, okay, here's my new business venture. Just buy it because I've done it. Like, no, that's not really how I roll. I'm the type of person that likes to give people a little bit of a teaser, a little bit of insight on what's gonna be happening. I like to share my experiences with my audience, which is why this Boss Mom Moves segment even was birthed because I realized that this was a place where I could actually 
talk to you and show you some of the things that I'm doing behind the scenes in a way that I wouldn't really do on other social media platforms because it just doesn't work very well. Of course, I can say on Instagram, for example, or on or in, or on Insta stories that I am launching some webinars, but to go deeper into the how does this benefit me, I don't really feel like that's the appropriate platform and how would I do it? Insta stories is 15 seconds. Like, how am I going to do it? And how do I reach a good number of people so you can find it later? I could do Insta Live, but it only lives for a day. Social media just wasn't the best platform for that. So here I am wanting to talk with my audience about something new and letting them know, hey, I'm going to be doing this thing and you can get this information for free right now. And once you trust me and you see the value in what I'm bringing you, then hopefully later when I come with more information, as I grow the information that I've shared, I add to it and I make it even more rich, then hopefully you'll be in a situation where you trusted me enough when I offered it for free that maybe you'll trust me even more to purchase it from me because you know that I'm good for it and you know what I'm giving is going to be valuable to you. So that would be the third reason why I did the webinars. And I want to just let you know, I had so much fun doing them. As someone who has never done a webinar before, it was a very, very fun experience for me. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And after each webinar, I sent my email list a survey to complete. And each time I got more and more responses than I did the previous webinar because more and more people were tuning in. And secondly, my responses were always, always really good. Every single time, the amount of people who said they would share it, they would definitely tune into another webinar by me. Comments about my personality, was I friendly? Overwhelmingly that I was very friendly, not that I expected any less. Was I organized? Overwhelmingly, they felt like I was organized, which is great because I do take the time to actually like organize my thoughts so that I can deliver really well. So people did feel like it, that they could see that. The fact that people were able to see that meant a whole lot to me. And there were a couple other questions. There were a few open-ended ones. If one, I think the question about was there anything you disliked about it? Overwhelmingly, there was nothing that anyone disliked. I think one negative, which isn't really a negative, it's more of like a constructive criticism top point, and it's a valid point, was that the first webinar was the day before Thanksgiving. Um, it wasn't necessarily done intentionally as much as it was that's when I was available. And I like to start things right away. So I got the idea the week before, and I said, let me give myself a week to do some promo. And the next week just happened to be Thanksgiving. Nothing I can do there, but that was only one person who said that. And it's a good thing to consider when planning stuff. So I have to be mindful of what I'm doing so that I can be aware of like what's happening in the world. And another person basically said that she felt like I was rushing it. (laughs) And the thing is, is that in the first two episodes, I honestly was trying to respect people's time because I did say it was going to be 30 minutes. But the first one ended up being closer to an hour. And the second one actually was an hour. And the third one, (laughs) I let everybody go after an hour and then said, you know, if you want to stay on for more, please do. But everyone else, you know, good night. Because the third one was an hour and a half. So 
someone had said I was rushing, I was really trying to get a lot of information in. So I don't take it as a negative thing. But what I do take it as is there's a learning opportunity. What could I do so it doesn't feel rushed? Maybe instead of giving so much information in one, which isn't the approach that I like to take, but maybe that would be better. Don't give so much information in one. The second thing could be maybe let people know it's going to be longer and then just plan to speak for longer. That's two different ways to address that situation. And I'm sure you might even have a third way or a fourth way of what else I could do. And then what I noticed was when the webinars were an hour or less, more people felt like the timing was good. And then when they went on for too long, like the last one, there were more people that said it was too long. So I was able to take that feedback now. And I know when it comes time to actually make my course that People are happy with an hour or less, even more happy with less. And then there's people that will welcome listening to it more, longer, but that's not the overall consensus. But in any event, if I'm giving good information and I break it up into chunks and I make them short chunks, then more people are going to be happy. So that might be what I learned from this experience. And I had to do it in order to figure it out. And I also want to point out that I said what I said just a moment ago was I got the idea the week before I did it. So I had already been thinking about doing webinars. That was a given. However, I had not planned on doing some like free webinar series as like a test run. I wasn't planning on doing that. It wasn't until the week before that I started to feel like, you know, it would probably be good to offer some of this information for free. It would be really, really good to be able to get a list of people that actually want this information because I can't really guarantee that the current list that I have is going to give me enough interested people in what I'm talking about. So all of these ideas started coming into my head the week before, and then I said, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, and I did it. And I had no expectation of having hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people tuning in. In fact, I did not. The first webinar, in terms of like active watchers, because it tells you like how many views you got, it said like maybe 60 or maybe less the first day, like the actual live, because I did give people the option of tuning in for the replay for 48 hours after. And the first one I did let go a little bit longer than 48 hours. So it might've been like four days later. So the views went up because of that. And then the second one was about maybe 100. And then the last one was 150, let's just say, for example. It was about that, like maybe like 132 or 147. I don't remember right now. But the views got better and better and better the more that I did them. And it could be because people were more aware of it or more people were signing up for the list. So the original people who were tuning in plus the new people who were tuning in were tuning in. It could be that the content was more interesting to more people the third time around. I'm not really sure, but nonetheless, I really, really enjoyed myself. I learned a lot from the experience and I am looking forward to creating some type of webinar class in the future to support everyone who needs that kind of stuff. And at the end of the third one, I offered my coaching. So if you're someone who's out there who's looking for one-on-one coaching as it relates to using social media for business, growing your social media numbers, growing your email list, and really just having a better platform altogether, how your social media is, building up your social media calendar, getting ideas on what to post, all of that. I offer coaching and you can definitely send me an email for coaching. Now, if you want to be a part of my email list in general, because I do share a lot of really good information, I'm sending out a confidence email every single day for like 
12 days or 15 days. So if you want to get that, you can sign up to my newsletter. If you want to just make sure you get my podcast on time, sign up for my podcast newsletter. If you are looking to get more information on webinars, more information on mom life, more information on giveaways, whatever they may be, I have all of these options on my newsletter. All you have to do is just click the button for what you're most interested in. Um, And the link for my podcast newsletter to sign up can be found below. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to everybody for tuning in today. It has been an amazing, amazing day, and this podcast was so much fun to record. I do hope that you found the podcast helpful today. I've asked you already to share your feedback with me. I hope you do. Don't forget, share this episode. You can do so by sharing it on Twitter. You can share it on Instagram. Take a picture of the podcast episode screenshot and then put that in your Insta stories. You can obviously share the episode directly on Facebook. And, you know, if there's anyone you think that this episode would be helpful to, you can share it with them directly. Send them an email, shoot them a text, whatever it may be. And I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes. So that way you can have an amazing, amazing week. And I want you to tell yourself this all the time, every single time you're feeling like something is holding you back or like you're in living in fear of some kind. And that quote is inhale confidence and exhale doubt. I hope you have a great week. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.